Welcome back to the Unfounded Podcast. My name is Chris Turner. I am your host, and I am excited to be back on here, guys. It's been like two or three days since I've recorded anything. I've been getting over a sickness. Uh, I've been doing a lot of like you know personal chores, things like that, man. Just getting cleaned up, uh, making sure I'm good for the week, doing my meal prep, all that kind of stuff, man. But I'm good to go now, and I have nothing else to do besides sit here and talk with you guys. So lucky for you, right? <laughs> Uh, but thank you, uh, first of all, to all of you listeners out there that have that have listened to the first two episodes thus far. Um, I'm shocked at how many people have already engaged with the podcast, uh, and I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. I've uh, been on, on Facebook kind of getting that rolled out. I've been getting some other pages like Twitter, uh, YouTube rolled out so you can have different mediums to access or to at least communicate to me on, uh, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. And, and so my next step is to try to figure out kind of what what identity this podcast is going to have right you've, you've kind of gotten a little idea of what I want to talk about in those first two episodes but it's been very general and bouncing all over the place and things like that and that's mainly because I have too many ideas to really organize right now so what I want to do right off the bat with this podcast is kind of give you a little layout of what I'm trying to do here so you maybe have a little better understanding of, of, of why if you did think that the podcast was bouncing all over the place why it was right and and, and and why I'm doing that. All right. So, uh, first off, obviously I want to talk about things like philosophy, spirituality, and science, right? Um, I want to, I want to focus on these three main subject areas for lack of a better term, because I think that they connect in some way and I, but I don't have the roadmap yet. Right. In some ways, why these podcasts are going to be a little all over the place is because this is going to serve as my roadmap. I'm trying to talk through these ideas uh, in real time with you guys and have engagement on that side as well. So I can maybe come up with a link, a causal link between scientific thought, philosophical thought and spiritual thought, uh, even though those terms kind of <laughs> they're kind of opposite spiritual thought. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's kind of the main purpose. Right. And it may sound a little non-concrete right now but that's specifically why it is because I, I believe that that's the way this process happens that's the way you create something worth value is you kind of have to have a little bit of faith you know what I mean and let it evolve let it develop on its own right um I don't know what this will become but what I I can tell you what I hope it does become and, and I think uh what I'm seeing for this podcast is one I want it to create a community right uh, one of the lacking things I see out in the world is a lack of community a lack of shared concern a lack of um, shared goals, really. Uh, and, and one thing I want to do with this podcast is try to bring people together under a, like the same understanding, right? And, and have like a shared goal, a, sh a shared vector that we can all try to push towards, right? And to make the world a better place, ideally. Correct? So that's, that's kind of, in general, one of the ideas I'm trying to move forward with is I want to create a community, right? How am I going to create a community? Well, through engaging with the ideas and the things that we, found, we consider founded, the things that we are comfortable with, the things that we consider law, right? I think that there's a lot of legitimacy in this world that is feigned, and I went into that a little bit in the first podcast, but the reason I say that is because... And without getting too deep into it, because I think this is a whole episode to itself, but I think that our focus on the expert as the source of all knowledge concerning one subject area or another uh, has has led us astray, in a sense. Um, I don't think there are any actual experts in the way we think about them or, or conceptualize them. Uh, I don't even think the experts think of themselves 
I'm referring to like experts in their field. If you were to say like, I don't know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, for astrophysics or something like that, right? Like these experts, we consider like the end-all be-all on that subject because they have the most engagement with the subject area, but it doesn't necessarily mean they know everything, which is how we think about it, right? And that's part of what I'm trying to not only identify through this podcast, but prod, because there's a lot of things we consider founded, we consider law, we consider, you know, understood, even though we don't understand them. And I think that assumption is a fallacy. I, I, I have this weird feeling that a lot of the things that people have said or, or say is law is not. <laughs> and, and that there's an area there that we can prod. And that through prodding that, we're going to make some kind of really valuable discovery that may actually help us move forward as a civilization. So that's why I'm identifying uh, the, the founded principles as the things we need to go after, right? That's why I'm attacking the things that maybe feel... That's why some of the subjects I'm going to bring up are going to be uncomfortable, right? And most of them will be because I think there's, you're not going to get any value if you're not pushing the limit, right? You're not, you're not going to glean any insight if you're not on the edge constantly trying to make yourself uncomfortable and figure out where your gaps are and fill those in, right? And that's what this podcast is meant to do, okay? So <laughs> even in the description here, I'm getting a little all over the place, right? You can tell why it's hard for me to say what it's going to be um, beforehand, but that's what people want, right? Um, it's also kind of gets in, into a little bit of the creative process. I think this is a fallacy we tell ourselves. Most people tell themselves about how things are created. We, we, we like to think of it as if you go on, like I've said in one of the other podcasts as well, like if you go online and just download a schematic and then boom, you have the next great idea. It doesn't work that way. Uh, the way it works is you have some kernel piece or like image, slight, very, very low resolution image of what you want to do or what you need to do. And you, you, you have to figure out what it is as you go along because you don't have that good of an, an image of it. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to take a piece and fill in the gap there and then continue to work and let that lead you where it will. And then pick up that piece and fill in the gap there and continue on that road until you have a roadmap, you have a picture, you have a painting, you have a podcast, right? And then that's, that's what I'm trying to do here. So Without getting too much more into the uh, details of why I'm doing this, that is kind of what, what this is going to be, if you, any of you are wondering, okay? It's going to be a place where you can come and expect to be put in an uncomfortable position. There's going to be uncomfortable questions asked. There's going to be uncomfortable subjects talked about. And I'm going to go ahead and ask all the things that I feel I need to until we get to some, some modicum of, of truth, of comfort. And so anyway... Uh, and on top of that, like I've said in the other podcast, I'm going to make this an unedited thing. And there's a very specific reason for that as well. I think it, I'm trying to in some ways demonstrate the creative process here and philosophical thought, what it looks like, right? I think part of the, there's two parts of that problem, right? We have, um, we don't understand how the creative process works. And then we also don't understand what philosophical thought is we don't understand that there's actual physical different way physical is not the right word there's actual different ways of thinking one of those is the more analytical i would say call or, or or name that the scientific way of thinking it's this analyzing of the world it's this this very sensory dependent uh and and immalleable way of viewing the world now, there's a lot of benefits to that way, that way as well, because it's in some ways the most predictable way to view the world. But it's not the only way. What I'm trying to demonstrate here is, is philosophical thought, which is a way of taking problems and looking at them from different angles, 
right? Uh, of, of kind of playing with the world. That's incentive. If I had to distill what philosophy is, it's a way of like taking the world and playing with it in your mind and seeing what you can fit and seeing what doesn't fit and pulling those things out and conceptualizing different ideas and, 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 and like I said, playing with them. You know, like you don't you don't like the form of government. Okay, think up a different one and then plug it in and see what happens in your mind. That's philosophical thought, right? That's that's what we are missing. Okay, and that's what I'm also trying to demonstrate in this in this podcast. Now, after saying all that, I want to make something very clear to all of you. I am not an expert in any of these fields. Okay, I have gone to college. I have a bachelor's degree in interdisciplinary studies, and those focuses were on political science and American history. So I am fairly knowledgeable in the political science realm and in the American history realm, right? And I do have a very good working knowledge of history, world history in general. But I am by no means an expert. I am by no means an expert in spirituality. I am by no means an expert in philosophy or philosophical thought. Okay, so I'm not. Ex- I don't want you guys to come to me thinking that what you're going to get is this expert view, right? This view that you're going to go find in a book somewhere too and and show somebody like, hey, he's right, you know? Like, that's not how this is going to work. This is like stuff I'm pulling out of my head, out of the ether, right? But I'm doing it because I think there's something valuable to it. And I'm trying to show that to, to other people so that maybe you do that too. And maybe we can start this conversation, this community, and, and generate some novel ideas and some novel ways out of the situations we are currently in. Does that make sense? I hope it does, because I haven't listened back to this yet. But uh, from from my vantage point, it, it, I feel like I've explained what I'm trying to do here uh, pretty well. Okay? So, um, I know that's a little bit not very entertaining. <laughs> it's not That wasn't the point of it either, but I feel like it's something I needed to get out of the way, right? You guys need to understand what this is. I didn't really have a good enough conception of it the first two episodes to really tell you what it was, but I think I'm starting to crystallize something, and that's what I've got for you so far. So what is it going to look like every week? Like, what am I going to do? Well, this is how my process looks. I I wake up and I sit in front of the computer and I think for about 5, 10, 15 minutes and then something pops in my head and that's what I talk about. Okay. Um, I'm not planning this in any way. I'm not sitting down and writing any of this stuff down. I'm not, I'm not sitting here thinking about what I want to, what I want the, the podcast, this episode to end up talking about. None of that. Um, I'm really trying to demonstrate how the creative process works here. And I think it's that you let yourself play. You know, you, you let yourself kind of go. You stop controlling things uh, in a weird way. You, 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 you watch what pops into your head and you start to play with those ideas. All right. Um, I've done a couple other little mini episodes that I haven't released here yet because I wanted to talk about this first before I continued to go on any further. Um, I wanted to, to go into what I'm doing here, what this podcast is going to actually be. And so before I kept on going, cause before I kept, because if I just kept on like releasing random stuff, like different thoughts in my head every day, you guys are going to be like, what the hell is this guy doing? He's loony as Looney Tunes. You know what I mean? And like I, I wanted to make sure you didn't run screaming, uh, about three episodes in, <laughs> uh, I don't think you are, but anyway, so we got it. That's got that settled. Okay. Now that I got that out of the way, fun, fun. Um, what am I going to talk about today? That's a good question. <laughs> hmm, I haven't really thought about it. See, this is what I'm talking about, though. We get uncomfortable when we don't know what to say in conversation, right? It's like, 
you know, you see that all the time. I don't know if you've ever been out on a date or you've ever been out with a, you know, a group of friends or something and there's this silence that, that hits you. And all you have to do is wait about 30 seconds. That's about it. And somebody in that group is going to say something. And it's not because they have actually anything to say. They're just going to break the silence. That's all they're going to do. <laughs> and it's just because they, they, they're, they're trying to, they're acting in a, as a hero in some ways. They're trying to relieve the silence for everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's an interesting question in that, in that as well. And, and that is, why are we uncomfortable with silence when we're around people? Like why, and I'm, I'm sure many of you have felt this as well, right? If you felt uncomfortable, it's like a, it's almost like an anxiety that starts to build as soon as the silence starts. It's like, uh-oh, it's like a timer, like an automatic timer in your head. It's like one, two, three. It's been too long. It's been too long. Too much silence. So I should say something. Hey, guys. You, you know what I mean? And, and it just like pops out. Why do we do that? Isn't that funny? Like, because if you think about it, like, What's the point of saying something that has no value? Because that's what you do. You, to break the silence, you're just injecting sound. You're, there's no information you're passing around. You know what I mean? Because every time you do it, you're talking about something bullshit. It's going to be like, what did you get to drink? Or, ooh, that looks good, right? Or, oh, man, I haven't had a pizza in forever. Like, just random noise is what you're making. Like, no information. So why are you doing it? I don't know. <laughs> Right? I didn't like sit down here and postulate this before. I'm trying to think it out as I sit here. And the only thing that's coming to me is... We don't like sitting in silence because that's when our brains go crazy. And I think it's... I think why it's more unbearable when you're around people is I think when you're silent and around people, you start to notice things you didn't notice before. What do I mean by that? Notice things? Like, what do I mean by notice things you didn't notice before? This is where I'll get a little bit spiritual. I think you start to pick up on the noise. It's like there's, it's like there's this... best way I could describe it is it's like being tuned between a frequency. Like a tune, t- tuned between a, a radio station. In the silence, when you're silent, you start to... It's, it's almost like you start to pick up on this frequency, this noise... Right, and it, it, it's the best way I could describe it. It's almost like a combination of everybody's thoughts going all at the same time. It's like you can feel people thinking, but they're not saying anything, and so it's like this—you get this anxiety that starts to build. You know what I mean? And it's like, why? What are people thinking? What are they saying? What are they thinking? What are they saying? I need to break the silence. Boom, and you break it, right? Because you need to get out of there. You don't want to—you don't want to feel that anxiety. But why are we anxious? Like, why does? Why is the feeling that you get when you're in a situation like that, where where nobody's talking, anxiety? I I mean, I'm honestly, this is a tough one. I don't know. Well, when other, in what other situations do we get anxious? That's a good, that's a good way to continue. Because I mean, try to define what anxiety is. Well, you get anxious when you're not doing something, Right. Like you, you get anxious when you know you should do something, but you're not. Or when you perceive a threat, but it's not here. Right? Anxiety is almost like the lack of action. 
You know, it's like it's it, it, it is it is the thing that comes inside of you when you feel like you need to do something, but you aren't, you know. And so in the context I'm talking about anxiety being inspired inside of you when there's a silence. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is whether like our response to that is right or not proper or not. Like is the proper response to actually inject something without value, just noise, or is the proper response to like sit in that anxiety? Is to like sit in that silence until something worth value comes up. Like something pops into your head that has actual value to the conversation, you know? Because in some ways I think that that being comfortable with that silence is what will produce the best version of thought out of your head. Right? If you think about it, like you have to you have to wait for things. You have to like you have to vet your ideas. You have to watch them come and go, right? And if if you are focusing on the feeling of anxiety, and this like kind of applies to anxiety in general. This is again, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but anxiety because I've I've had I have general anxiety disorder. It's kind of a little tidbit about me, right? I've dealt with it for most of my life, and um, we can also get into what I think about mental disorders in a later episode. That's going to be a whole like five series episode, but um, but anyway, anxiety is that thing that um, that makes you feel like you're always not doing something. Like there's always something you could be doing more. And when you focus on the feeling of anxiety, you start to realize that acting on the impulses anxiety brings up doesn't fix it. It doesn't make it better in a weird way, which, which is why I'm analyzing this very, very specific like situation at depth is like, why do people break the silence? Because... When you act on those that anxiety, it doesn't get better, and I know that from personal experience, right? Like it, it's, for, it's it's similar to like OCD in some way. Like you can go and do the ticks, like you can go and check the doorknob five times, but it doesn't make your anxiety go away. It almost, in some ways, makes you feel more crazy or more insane. You know what I mean? So it actually builds. It makes you a little bit more unstable. So it's like it's the thing that is hurting you that you keep going towards. You know. You might be able to hear my dog snoring in the background. <laughs> She's so damn cute. <laughs> Sorry, a little side bit there. Anxiety is very linked to fear. It's very similar. Like, anxiety and, and fear are very similar emotions. It's almost like anxiety is the short-term impulse of fear. You know, it's like the, it's the thing that gets you to move. It's like, you can be a, fear is like the general, like, identification of something dangerous, right? So it's like, you fear things that you know are unknown or dangerous, one of the two. But the anxiety is like the active part of that fear. It's like the thing that gets you to move about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you know you're afraid of snakes, but you're not going to, avoid them or or make moves away from them or or kind of look for them unless you have that anxious feeling about them constantly right and so fear is like anxiety is like the is the mover of fear and i think part of the reason why 
this is interesting. Uh, this is just an interesting little side street I'm going down. I, I, I anxiety. Anyway, yeah, this this link between fear and anxiety. The, the, anxiety is like the active is the active part of fear. It's the thing that inspires you to move. But if you respond to it only, if you only focus on the anxiety part and don't link it deeper to what you're afraid of, uh, you end up just going in this cycle where you, sure, like by acting, by acting on the anxiety, it does kind of in the short term reduce it. For instance, in the example we were talking about, if we were sitting there at a table with a group of friends and there was nothing to say and we were sitting there for five minutes and somebody breaks that silence, acts on the anxiety, sure, it quells the anxiety for a little bit, but the next time that happens, anxiety's right back. So it doesn't actually solve that anxiety problem. It just postpones it. It creates a cycle out of it. And so how do you break out of that cycle? How do you get the anxiety to go away? Forever, right? That's what everybody wants. Anxiety forever go away. Well, <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a tough truth with that. The secret is anxiety doesn't go away. It's there for a reason. Anxiety is a tool. Just like, you know, fear. Just like we talked about in another episode. Like fear. Fear is a tool just like anxiety. And, but fear is like the more, or excuse me, I'm mixing up my terms here. Anxiety is the more active form of fear. It's like the verb of fear right that's that's the way i would describe it and in order to so in order to if you if you recognize that in order to eliminate the anxiety response the action of that fear you have to eliminate the fear itself <laughs> you have to figure out what you're afraid of and that's actually a really good way to figure out to start down this path of figuring out what you're afraid of is watch your anxiety Throughout the day, watch what you get anxious about. If you're driving through town and you something, you get that sick stomach feeling. Everybody knows that feeling. You know what anxious? Everybody knows what it feels like. Anxiety, right? So when you feel that feeling, all I'm going to say, I'm just going to suggest you do one thing. When you feel that feeling, hopefully it triggers this conversation in your head, and you think instead of just acting right away, you take like a second or two and you think about that feeling. Look at it. Watch it. See what it's doing. See how it's actually making you feel, you know, making you feel, you know, giddy and, and energetic and, but also fearful. You know, it's, see what, how it's actually physically affecting you. And then try to figure out if you're ready, if you're not, you know, if you have, if you're brave enough, like try to figure out why you are actually feeling that way. Because you can figure it out. You know why, but you're just not looking at it. You're only looking at the anxiety response, not the fear base. So when you feel that feeling, try to figure that out. It could be anything. You could have had some small, like for instance, you could, you could have gotten a car accident when you were five years old, you know what I mean? And you were in the left-hand turn lane when that happened. And so every time now when you get in the left-hand turn lane, you may have forgotten that experience, but every time you get in the left-hand turn lane, you get an anxiety fear response. You start to feel anxious and you don't know why. And so maybe you avoid the left-hand turn lane. Or maybe you forget to turn your blinker on or something. But you, you do some weird tick every time you get there because anxiety, boom. Well, it's there, I got to respond kind of a thing, right? No. Because if you sit there and think, why, why am I doing this? Why am I avoiding the left lane? You know, why don't I ever use the left lane? Because you, I mean, it may have been, if you're five years old, you probably don't even know why. You probably don't even know why you're doing that. But if you sit there and watch it, 
you'll realize really quick while you're doing that. It's like something turns on that connection again and you're like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, we had that car accident. And then once you see, once you connect that dot, don't you see how ridiculous the response looks afterwards? You know what I mean? Then you're like, oh my God. Wait, 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 wait. So like the anxiety response isn't like something I just, it's not just like my body's default telling me you have to do this. No. It's actually like a cycle I've created and I'm self-perpetuating it. And it's completely on me and my responsibility to fix that. And the only way I do that is by figuring out what is driving that anxiety. What fear is the base of that anxiety? And once you see that fear, anxiety starts to go away, like almost instantly. It's kind of freaky, you know? So anyway, let's bring it back to the conversation part. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's bring it back to we're all sitting in this restaurant, we're having a good time, we're ordering food and stuff like that, and... We get hit with the silence. Ah, oh, shit. Nobody's saying anything. <laughs> Isn't that what it goes on in your head? That's what goes on in my head. Ah, oh, shit. Why is nobody talking? Oh, crap. Hope that he, this doesn't take too long. Where's the waiter at? Is the waiter going to come by? They haven't even taken our drink order yet. Hopefully somebody breaks this out. You know, you get it. And you go, and you go, and you go, and you go. For me, why do I feel like that? I'll, I'll tell you why I feel like that. If I can figure it out, let me, let me give me a minute. <laughs> Why do I do that? I don't know. I don't know. I got to think about it. Um, let's see. Uh, why do I, why is, why is that my response? Why do I, uh, yeah. Why would I am ever, when I am, and maybe, maybe this is just something with me. This might be a little weird. I, some of you, most of you might be sitting there like, this guy's freaking loony. Like, I never feel that way when there's silence. <laughs> So be it. You know what I mean? If that's how you feel, no, no, no big deal. But this is me, man. And I'm going to try to figure out where the hell this anxiety comes from. So, um, I, I think it comes from a place of, um, for me, I kind of already described it actually. When there's silence, I feel like I can feel everybody thinking and it starts to like bombard my head. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's like silence. I've, I've always had a discomfort with silence when I, ever since when I was a kid, because I feel like when there's silence, when there's silence, it's when everything's the noisiest. If you, if anybody out there understands what I mean, and this, I'm also getting a little spiritually spiritual right now as well. But I, I, for me, I think the reason I feel anxious when, when everything's quiet is because I feel like I'm picking up on everybody's thoughts and it's like, shut up, talk, say it. You know what I mean? It's like, stop, like, stop thinking all this stuff. You're thinking just like I am. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. And that's why I get afraid of it. That's why I get anxious. I'm like, let's stop this. Let's, 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 uh, let's interject. The interesting thing is that when I've tested that with myself, though, when I've actually just like let myself sit in that anxiety for a while, um, <laughs> what I always find happens is somebody else just is the one that breaks the silence, just like I would anyway. That's how I know other people feel this way. You know what I mean? It's because like if, I, if I'm brave enough ever to not like be the one that interjects and breaks the silence, then somebody else does it anyway. So I'm like, okay word up you feel me too <laughs> you know what I mean uh anyway I mean this might this one might not even be it's not it's not like how important is that you know not talking the first five minutes you sit down at a table it's not that important but you you do see kind of what I'm talking about at the beginning of this podcast with what I'm trying to do here is like hey sit down and take an idea and let's see where that freaking sucker leads man maybe there's some value in it and even if there isn't I'm going to send it to you 
You know what I mean? Like, I, because it's not about like being right. It's not about like knowing all of the facts in the book. You know what I mean? It's about human experience, man. It's about shared experience. It's about uh, having an open mind. It's about vetting yourself. It's about figuring out who you really are and what you really are. And I'm hope that through this, uh, through, through this podcast, I'm able to kind of guide some of you along the path that I've been going on. You know what I mean? Not saying it's correct or not, but just demonstrating uh, the way I view the world. And I, and I think there's value in that. And, and I hope that uh, that can inspire some of you guys out there to figure out whatever your vision of the world is and, and make it, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying in like a go change the world sense. I'm saying like figure out what you are. Figure out what your calling is, you know, like figure out what, what would, if, if, if you could have the perfect life, what that would be. And then try to make it, man. Like, I I guess I'm trying to, in some ways, I'm experimenting with what I think the method of success is in the world. I'm trying to see if it works as I do it. You know what I mean? And... (laughs) we'll see what happens but I hope that you guys try to do the same thing like as I talk through these these situations I talk through these emotions and strategies to deal with them and stuff I hope you apply it too and let me know whether it works or not you know what I mean because if if I can get that kind of feedback then maybe I can put together a roadmap here you know what I mean like we can check off hey that idea worked and uh, that one didn't then and and get like a crowdfunded idea generator here man like can't you see how valuable that would be and that's that's what I want this to be so in order to help that along I'm going to get on here every day and I'm going to talk about something completely off the cuff and you know what it may sound stupid I may make some mistakes in the middle of it I may say something completely and utterly wrong if I do so be it because other, there's no other way that you make something valuable. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to trip up. You're going to fall. You're going to look stupid. You know what I mean? Like, that's all part of it. You don't get the finish line without the buildup, without the work, without the sacrifice. And so I guess what I'm trying to do with this podcast is show you that. And I don't know if it works because I'm still sitting here just like you. I'm, it's not like I'm sitting here in some mansion, already successful, all that kind of stuff. No. I'm just taking the things that I've heard successful people say and actually testing them and trying to do it in a public way so you guys can see what happens. And I hope you test him out too. I think, I think maybe I did a good job of explaining what I'm trying to do here. I I hope you guys understand what I'm trying to do here. And I hope you enjoyed the little tidbit in the middle about anxiety and fear. I definitely have a lot more to say about that. The situation was very specific I was using, you know, but I I think it was a kind of an interesting talk anyway. Uh, If you have any comments, uh, concerns, ideas, anything like that for me, and you want to, you want to let me know, I am out on Facebook now. You can drop me a comment on there. I do have a Twitter page, the Unfounded Unfounded Podcast. Uh, And then we, I'm going to be getting, um, I'm going to be doing more work on the actual Podbean website. If any of you have been on there, try to make it a little more interactive for you guys as well. Okay. Um, But if you have any questions, comments, concerns, Facebook's probably the best bet for now. All right. And uh, please do like, share, uh, subscribe. If you have any 
uh, friends out there that you think might like the podcast, please share it with them, right? You know, I want to grow this community and I, I want to see what happens with it. All right. So uh, I think that's all I got for you guys today. All right. I know it was a little bit different and I promise you it's going to be more, more topic focused in future episodes, but I did feel uh, kind of, uh, I felt the responsibility to try to describe what I'm doing before I go any further in this podcast. All right. And I hope you understand that. Okay. So, uh, with that, that's all I got guys. I hope you have a good, uh, start to your week tomorrow on Monday and, um, hopefully I'll have another one out for you tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Have a good one.